You're listening to What's the Event Podcast. What is the event? What is the event podcast? I don't know what it is. I don't watch it. listening to what is the event podcast the first podcast dedicated to the event on nbc your place to talk about the event thank you for being here with us today i am jimmy and georgia your host it is may the 9th we've just had a new episode of the event and we are one week away from learning the fate next monday nbc will have their upfronts for the fall season and announce their fall schedule so we'll know by then, whether or not NBC has decided to either pick up the event for season two or decided to cancel it. And so we'll be covering that information as soon as we hear any news. It'll be seen on our Twitter feed, on our Facebook page, and on our blog. So be on the lookout for that next Monday. And until then, we have some other things to get into. So we're going to kick off our show like we usually do with a little bit of event news. From the What is the Event Podcast Studios, it's the event news with Jimmy in Georgia. All right. Well, first up this week, I do want to get into a very brief talk about the ratings. And last Monday night's episode on May the 2nd had a couple of of things to talk about, I guess. Basically, the numbers are pretty steady from the week before. It's 1.3 million viewers in the all-important 18 to 49 category. And just around 4 million in the overall category as well. And I guess one thing to talk about as far as this whole renewal, Chuck and the LA Law and Order are both on the bubble. And both of those shows had higher numbers in the 18 to 49 and higher numbers in the total overall ratings. So, I don't know, that doesn't look good, I don't think, for the event. But then again, the whole Monday night lineup doesn't look good as far as the numbers go. And they have to have shows put on TV. So if they don't have a pilot, that they think is going to be stronger than any of these shows. They can't cancel all three of them unless they have something to replace them. So <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. I mean, like I said, we got another week down, and we have um, efforts from the Event Fan Central over at savetheevent.blogspot.com and from the Event Fanatic over his website. And we've had him talk about that last week on the show. And then also a couple times now, I think Blair Underwood's posted something on his Facebook page. And basically this is what Blair Underwood said. If you'd like to see another season of the event, please show your love by sending your shout-outs to Vernon Sanders, Executive VP of Current Programming for NBC Universal Media Studios. They need to hear from us so they know you're out there. Mail letters to NBC slash Universal Media Studio, care of Vernon Sanders, 100 Universal City Plaza Building, 1320 Suite 4M, Universal City, California, 91608, or email TV at gmail.com. Now, obviously... Um, we've already heard about sending in Splenda packets and stuff to NBC, and so that's a good idea. So you can do that if you send in your postcard, your letter, your package, whatever it is. But also, if you don't have the time or don't want to take the time to do that or whatever, I mean, it does have some cost involved, it's free to send you an email. <laughs> so anybody out there listening to the show, I would assume you'd want a second season if you're listening to the show at this point, because most of the people who you know were disappointed or whatever their complaint was about the event, they've stopped watching. So if you're still sticking around, I would hope that means you want to see the show continue. So email them. That won't take you but a few minutes to say, look, I love the show. Give it a chance. It's gotten so much better the second half of the season. 
just to let them know that you enjoy the show and you want it to continue. So it doesn't take long at all to send a little email. And I would say go ahead and do that. And well, I guess that's about all for the event news right now. Like I said, next Monday is the big day. And so we'll have news about the NBC Upfronts as soon as it is available. All right, and one more thing for the event news. Over at the Truth Seeker 5314 this afternoon, actually this evening, not too long before the show was about to come on, Truth Seeker has a new post called Mall Rats. And it has a video of a supposed security footage of Sean running through a mall. And it talks about an unconfirmed reports of a weapon of mass destruction attack. And so I don't know, I think that's kind of cool. So if you want to check that out, please go on over to the True Secret 5314 to check it out. And that's going to wrap up our event news section. And now it's time, everyone, to get into the Revent Cap. The Revent Cap, the portion of the show where we recap recap the event. All right, it's time for the Revent Cap, and we're going to start off with the beginning now innovative <laughs> we actually do start off this week's episode with last week's episode where we saw michael being killed by sophia's people one thing i thought was interesting here sophia says i've known him longer than you can comprehend you know we know they've lived long we don't know how long i mean they haven't explained a lot of things about these aliens yet and that is one of those things well how old are they <laughs> the doctor tells sophia that michael had the compound that could reverse the agent that they gave to Martinez that would repair his DNA. And so they know Simon's going to try to make it to the hospital to save him, and that would ruin all their plans. Sophia tells her people to evacuate their little compound, and they pull Leila away from her dead father. We see that the president is still in his coma. They mention the president's son for the first time since, like, episode two, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and the doctor says they've done all that they can do, Mrs. Martinez, but she's not ready to give up. We see a conversation between Peel and Jarvis discussing Sterling's replacement. Peel says that he fired the best man for the job. Jarvis is becoming suspicious of Peel. And as always, Jarvis gets a call from Sophia, and Peel is dismissed. Jarvis is informed that Simon Lee has the cure for Martinez's ailment. So Jarvis has to use his resources in the government to find this guy, and it's a harder job than you might think. And if the truth comes out, obviously they will put him away for the rest of his life. When we come back from the commercial break, Sean and Vicky are still trying to find that flight attendant. And Sean is displaying his ever-present computer hacking skills, trying to hack into the rental car service. As I mentioned last week, he got a good look at the license plate. So he's using that to hack into the car rental service and track their GPS system that he says pretty much all rental car companies installed back in the late 90s. And he finds that the car they're looking for is around 50 miles ahead of them. Sophia's being briefed on the radiation levels back home, and it's getting worse than they thought. And so they need to release this virus and wipe out these people as soon as possible so their people can come and have a place to live. But the problem with the virus is it doesn't, um, it doesn't stay in the host long enough. It kills the host too quickly. So they need to have a less concentrated sample in a more open area. And so uh, we see that Sterling is looking for his gun as he hears something or someone coming into his home. And it's good old Agent Simon Lee, and they have a little conversation and uh, eventually, Sterling kind of comes to, to the conclusion that he can trust Simon, I suppose. And uh, Simon does say that he has the counter agent that can help Martinez. And Jarvis has put a tail on Sterling. So we soon see that Simon's ex-partner for the last 10 years is outside and ready to move in. 
Sean and Vicky are still following the rental car's GPS. It stops at a mall. They locate the car, quickly open the trunk and, in, and the front door, and see that the case is not there. They find some blueprints for the mall and the air circulation system, so they kind of devise their plan of what might be going on. Alexandra needs her partner to hack into the surveillance system and let that information be sent over to Sophia, and then she tells him to meet her on the roof, and she opens up the container with one of these lungs inside without any protection whatsoever. Uh, later on, they show her with one rubber glove on, and we see some other things with her in this virus uh, a little bit later in the end of the episode, so what's up with that? Ooh-wee, what's up with that? <laughs> the federal agents are about to move in. When the police show up, and they have um, like a little showdown, they tell them to drop their guns. It's very interesting, I thought, anyway. And then they get up, and they say someone made a 911 call about an armed robbery at this address. The assault team finally you know, proves who they are. They go inside. The place is empty. They go outside the backyard, and a couple of the agents have been taken out. Good old Jarvis calls over to Sophia, tells her that Simon and Sterling have escaped. Jarvis doubts her, questions her, but realizes he has no other options but to try to, to stop them. Sterling steals a car, and they don't know how to get to Martinez. And then they talk about how the First Lady would be the only way, but Jarvis would probably realize that as well. The army is on guard and will not even let Mrs. Martinez in to see her husband on the orders from the Attorney General, which is obviously from. Jarvis trying to keep him from being saved. So Sterling and Martinez have a 24-second conversation which was encrypted, and the agents say that it'll be a few hours before the decryption can be done. And Jarvis wants the location of the First Lady. We cut back over to the mall. Sean and Vicky are racing inside. Where are the zombies? I was thinking zombies. Um, Dawn of the Dead, Dead Rising, something, but no zombies. And we see the air vents in the ceiling. Sean says the units must be on the roof. He tells Vicky to evacuate everyone as soon as possible. And this goon, who still hasn't, does not have a name, is up in the video surveillance area there and has um, got the video routed over to Sophia. And Alex is working on the virus with one rubber glove. I mentioned that earlier. Vicky attempts to pull a fire alarm. It doesn't work. She asks a guard for help. And then Sophia and the goon upstairs see Sean Walker on camera four. She tells him to stop them. And just then we see Sean racing onto the roof looking for Alex. He sees Alex, and then this unnamed guy starts shooting at him. And so Alex is told to keep working. We cut over. We see Mrs. Martinez is still trying to get in to see Eli. Jarvis comes down to talk with Mrs. Martinez. Jarvis says that he will make it all right. It was a mistake, blah, 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 about the whole thing about not letting her in. He tells Christina that Eli did not have a stroke, that he was poisoned. He says that Sterling did it, and Lee is trying to help him kill the president. He says that he can show, he can show her evidence later. But right now, that's why he's limited the access. Mrs. Martinez says she was suspicious after her last conversation with Sterling that she, you know, she knew she he wasn't telling her everything. Jarvis gets her to tell him where they were supposed to meet, and she said it was on a warehouse on South Kendall Street. Layla is brought into Sophia in the back of a truck. So Sophia goes inside the truck, and she says it's hard to look at her without seeing Michael. She tells her how she's misguided. She asks if you know if you had to save your family or someone else, who would you save? And Leela says she didn't tell Sean anything. Leela just ain't going to talk, which is kind of cool. Sophia says that she's ensured Sean's death and that Sean's and her father's blood are on her hands. The guard uh, we see is slow in, in hitting the evacuation alert. He finally does, after saying that it would normally take about 20 minutes to evacuate them all, and he said they could cut some circuit breakers in the air system, but there's a battery backup somewhere. He doesn't know how to disable that. And I forgot to mention that Vicky did pull his gun on him and make him cooperate with her. Sean runs out of ammo. Alex is working on the virus. 
Vicky is trying to get everyone out. Sean tackles the goon, and then they wrestle a little bit. We see Vicky is starting her way up to the roof. With about three minutes before the virus is supposed to be released on this little timer, Vicky gets there in time to shoot this guy just as it appears Sean was about to die. Alex has been able to get away. Sean sees the device and the pressurized tank attached to it that will be going into the air recirculation system. We cut over, we see Simon and Sterling pulling up into a warehouse. They go inside. Jarvis is watching on a live satellite feed, and Peel says something to the effect that he's still on the side of Sterling. And Jarvis tells the tactical team to stand down. Jarvis is ordering an airstrike from a Predator drone. Jarvis tells the general that's in like every episode that if he can't condone his actions of his commander-in-chief to get out, and so he does. He tells the Predator drone people who are controlling that to fire it when they're ready. The drone fires, hits its target with a nice little explosion. Pretty good special effects for TV, I might add. Um, better than some explosions I've seen on some other shows that are real popular. Um, anyway, the president is informed that the target has been eliminated, but he wants confirmation that they're dead. Um, next up, we see Alex is making her way outside, and she gets onto a bus. And just before it cuts away from her, we see her starting to open her bag. Oh, no. And with one minute and 34 seconds left, Sean isn't sure what he's going to do. He says he hacked computers, not virus-releasing machines or whatever. He tries to disrupt the signal to go to the transducer. With 54 seconds left, it still didn't work. He tells Vicky to go. And then we see there's 20 seconds left. Doesn't know what to do. And, you know, Sean Walker is MacGruber after all. Sean Walker! He's gonna stop Sophia and her evil aliens. Sean Walker! He's running out of time. Sean Walker! So with about 20 seconds left, he unloads, I guess, Vicky's gun on the thing and it stops. Which saves the day, I guess. And... Then we cut over, we see Sophia telling Alex that they stopped the virus from being released at the mall, but the virus killed everyone on the bus, and Alex took a video of it so they can see how it affected everyone. But why didn't it affect her? That's just kind of strange. Um, which leads me to my erratic event theory of the week later on. <laughs> it's actually a two-parter this time. The doctor tells Sophia that they need a hybrid for this really to work out for their benefit, and guess what? They're in luck. They have one. And so Mrs. Martinez finally can see her husband, since apparently Sterling and Simon have been eliminated. The team moves in to the burning warehouse. They find an escape hatch, and they find that where it goes to like a little outbuilding and, you know, at the end of this tunnel. The first lady and Sterling's conversation has been encrypted. Blake talked with her on the payphone, and even in that brief 24 seconds, it says Jarvis is behind everything that happened to your husband, but I have a way to save him. Jarvis realized he has been had flashback to Mrs. Martinez. She's shown being meeting with Simon in the gift shop. And she gets the agent from him that will help save her husband. She prays, I guess in Latin or maybe Spanish, before injecting her husband, saving him. And then we cut back over to Layla. She is on a table. She is strapped down. And they tell her that the 1918 Spanish flu outbreak killed 20% of the Earth's population before they infect her with it. <laughs> a very virulent strain of it, apparently that they searched long and hard for. So that is going to be the wrap-up of this week's The Event. And we're going to talk about a few things in my uh, Event Theories of the Week here in just a moment. So let's go ahead and just jump into there. It'd be great. Radical Event Theory of the Week is actually twofold this week. One part involving Sophia and her evil plans, and part due, if you will, involving good old 
Jarvis. Part one of the plan here is Sophia's people have been talking about the Spanish flu outbreak quite a bit here these last few weeks. And erratic even if the week time is, these people have been here for a long time. This isn't the first time that they've tried to wipe out part of the world's population. Maybe this is, you know, way down the list. <laughs> we we don't know exactly, of course, but we're going to go way out there in this erratic event theory of the week. We're going to say that Sophia's people caused the bubonic plague back in the day. They caused the Spanish flu outbreak in 1918. And guess what? A non-terrestrial was Adolf Hitler trying to wipe out the world's population. They're old. They've been around a long time. They've known for a long time their planet was going to die. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my erratic event theory of the week. Um, partially. I also have a second erratic man theory of the week involving Jarvis. Jarvis is a coward. Jarvis is spineless. He's just stupid. And so, after learning that everyone has kind of found out his plan here, and he's in cahoots with Sophia, he's trying to kill the president on two occasions, mind you, he's going to attempt suicide, but he won't be able to go through it because he's he's a coward. Like, I think at some point they're going to show maybe him holding a gun or holding something that he could kill himself with, maybe on top of a building, you know, some form of suicide, but he's a little punk and he won't be able to do it. So that's my second part of my two-part erratic event theory of the week. Okay, let's jump into our listener feedback section called The Event Line. We are now entering the portion of the show referred to as The Event Line. line. All right, we're going to get into a little bit of a listener feedback in The Event Line. And here this week, we're going to start off with some Twitter feedback. And this is going to go back to last Tuesday morning. And I first posted the last episode, had some issue with the feed where it was actually pointing to the old podcast, like episode number 33 versus episode number 34. And I got that worked out. But the event fanatic had a few problems with that. He said, add event podcast. I downloaded, but the episode 19's feed is the last one for strain, event, event, and also add event podcast. But on the link, streaming, it's the correct one. Weird. The event. And then uh, a little bit later, he says, Don't miss this week's Ad Event podcast with info about the event writing campaign to save the event. And also gives our website, what is eventpodcast.com. So thanks for that. On May the 5th, Iowa underscore card sent this, which is where I first heard about Blair Underwood's um, thing that I mentioned earlier. Ad Event podcast at the event fanatic, the event, how to help save the event. And it's a link there on that post, which stated what Blair Underwood had posted on his Facebook page about who to email and where to send your letters. And so that actually, I believe, the Thinking Dude is Iowa underscore Card's webpage, apparently, which I found actually this week. I I, I tweeted into the show a lot. I never actually went to his website. So check that out. It's going to be blog.thethinkingdude.com, and he has all sorts of good stuff over there. I looked around there for a little while a couple days ago. So check out his website. Okay, up next on our Twitter feedback, on May the 6th, the Event Fan Central says, Follow Friday, the best podcasts about the event. If you don't listen to them, highly recommend them at the Event Cast, which is Maz and Gab and David Voxmullen, and uh, at Event Podcast, which is our show. And so also, on May the 7th, I have a Follow Friday from a new little Twitter account I created. I'd, I'd actually mentioned this on one of my little silly commercial things I did a while back where I was doing uh, different impersonations and stuff. Because I do like to keep, I'm honestly, I'm in this show, I don't really joke around a whole lot. Uh, don't, I mean, I do sometimes, I guess, but I don't particularly joke around much, and I, I kind of try to stay on topic because I know some people 
definitely don't like it when you, you go stray away from something when it says this pretty specific podcast about a specific television show. Anyway, I did kind of randomly mention the Jimmy and Georgia Podcast Network. And so I uh, started a little Twitter feed, which is JIGPC Network. And I started a little website. And haven't, it's not a .com yet. It's just a blog spot. But anyway, I follow Friday myself, as I sometimes do. <laughs> and uh, that was a follow Friday for What Is Event podcast. The Falling Skies cast, the Random City podcast, and the 17th Precinct podcast. And, yeah, brief side note here um, with the Falling Skies cast. I've been contacted with some publicists and things, and I actually received a press kit, which I may mention on the show. I honestly don't remember. I received a press kit, saw the first three episodes of the Falling Skies, and it's really good. Wasn't disappointed at all, even though I've been looking forward to this show for over a year, and it's really good. And I've <laughs> it was one of those things that, and not to compare it to Lost, it's not Lost, but like when I first started watching Lost, I don't know if you guys are like this, you get to the end of the episode, you want to keep watching. Well, I had three episodes to watch. I watched all three of those back to back, and I was like, man, I want to keep watching. <laughs> like It was one of those deals I would totally have stayed up all night long, probably, if I'd have had more to watch. But I really enjoyed that, so be looking out for that. And then also, this Thursday, I have um, some interviews set up with Noah Wiley and Moon Bloodgood, the stars of the show, so... I'm excited about that. I really have not had the opportunity to do that before. And so that's kind of scary a little bit to me. <laughs> uh, just a little. I mean, I was a journalism major for quite a while in, in college. And I saw I used to interview people for, for that when I did stories for the, you know, the several newspapers that I worked for. But it is different to talk to famous people. I haven't done that before. Other than like, you know, randomly you meet people at a at a concert or something. But anyway. We'll get back to the listener feedback. I had three follow Friday thanks or whatever you would like to call it. He just says gratitude um, from uh, Iowa underscore card there today. And then several people actually responded to his thanks of gratitude and whatnot. So I thought that was really nice. So thanks, Iowa underscore card, for supporting the podcast. We do appreciate that. And all of you who who send in your thoughts, your theories, your questions, your whatever. I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear from more of you. And pull back the curtain here for just a moment. This is basically where my recording stopped Monday night. As I mentioned on Twitter, I was unable to finish the podcast Monday night. Had some other things come up, and you know, real life does happen occasionally, so I had to take care of those things. But here, we're going to jump back into some more listener feedback, and I do have something to say, I guess, in relation to the event news here. Coming up as a part of this is something that was reported today on Tuesday about the ratings from last night. So we're going to jump into some of that. The ratings came out today from TV by the numbers and the events 18 to 49 rating, which is the all important one fell to a series low 1.1 million viewers. And the overall viewers was like 3.5 million, the first 30 minutes and like 3.9 million, the second 30 minutes, just not good. Not good at all. I mean, especially the week before NBC is going to announce its fall lineup. This is not a good week to have your worst viewing ever. I mentioned earlier in my new section, you know, the Chuck and that All in Order LA are kind of on the chopping block as well. Well, both of them are still having stronger numbers. So, not honestly, it's really not looking very good for the event at this point. All right, first thing last night, right after the show, JDO for she. I never know how to say people's Twitter names. And I said, Sean Walker is McGruber. JDO for she says, at event podcast, agreed. Can't stand Sean's character, please. They need to make him a, a small role in all of this, not the main story. I don't know. I think some people were kind of split on that. I think some people do like Sean. I think some people don't. I don't know. I don't I like hate on Sean or anything. I just think he 
they need to explain why he's such a superhero out of nowhere since he was just this mild-mannered nobody <laughs> before and now he's like this awesome action hero there has to be some reason behind that other than he's a good computer guy i mean you know but anyway also from the event fanatic this morning we got at event podcast make sure you mention if you want the event season two email nbc the event tv at gmail.com per at blair underwood and also this morning i posted some stuff about the numbers that the event, you know, I mentioned that earlier about the events rating last night in 18 to 49. He says, at event podcast, the event, why do people watch that other crap? Uh, and yeah, put that in the podcast. <laughs> and then also after that, um, Iowa underscore card said, at event podcast, gah, retweet ratings, you know, last night, DV by numbers reporting the event, 18 to 49 rating fell 15% too tight, series low, 1.1 rating. And then he also says, at event podcast, next week's episode title seems fitting. Sadly, if it is renewed, hope the writing gets much crisper than it has been. And then one last one, he says, "At event podcast, I still believe in my overarching theory, which we talked about a while ago on the show. He he sent an article about World of Warcraft, and I remember reading a good chunk of that back back in November, I think it was, and he went very in detail about it and how I think it kind of came down I had not reread it today but it basically came down to something to the effect that Sean Walker has created this world and somehow people have escaped from this world that he's created I think was kind of part of his theory but check that on his website and we mentioned him earlier already that's going to be in the AAC feed blog.thethinkingdude.com and this was a post back in November of 2010 the event relationship between WoW World of Warcraft that is and the event and then one last Twitter interaction today. Elise M7 says, at Iowa underscore card, at event podcast, at TV by the numbers. Maybe if 2 million people watch it on NBC.com, it will help. Hashtag morbid humor. Hashtag the event. A kind of a sad, winky face. And we're going to jump into our slightly spoiler section now, in which we talk about next week's episode title and official description. I would like to say, if you don't want to hear such information, if you think this is a spoiler, Please, please skip ahead for about 45 seconds. That's typically how long it takes me to read one of these. Or if you're in the AEC, which, again, that's the only format I have produced for this podcast. But if you're in a device in which you can click to the next chapter, please go ahead and do that now. Next week's episode title and official description for episode 21, The Beginning of the End, May the 16th from 9 to 10 p.m. A triumphant return. Roger Bart guest stars. President Martinez makes a triumphant, albeit shaky, return to the White House, determined to punish the traitors who conspired against him. Sophia forges ahead with her plan while battling a new enemy, the guilt that has begun to plague her. Sean and Vicky form an impromptu team with Sterling and Simon in order to track down Sophia's headquarters and stop her before the destruction of all human life. And that is next week's episode title and official description for the event. And if you'd like to contact us, you can. You can email us at whatiseventpodcast at gmail.com. You can call into the show at 773-41-EVENT. Check us out on Facebook or facebook.com slash eventpodcast. We're on Twitter, which is twitter.com forward slash eventpodcast or at eventpodcast, if you will. And we would love to hear from you. You can also check out our website, whatistheeventpodcast.com, which has pretty much become a place for me to post episodes of the podcast I haven't really updated that much lately in regards to that sort of thing but i have been amping up the website over at fallingskiescast.com which has been very active here the last few days as i uh, have been preparing for that show 
And so I'm definitely looking forward to that. And so this summer, when the event is either in its hiatus or, you know, we'll have to wait and see after it's ended, possibly, don't forget to check out the Falling Skies cast, which is going to be about TNT's upcoming Steven Spielberg-produced DreamWorks television production, Falling Skies. And so this is going to wrap up this Monday edition of What Is Even Podcast. We'll see you next Monday and hopefully have some good news for you. All right. Peace out, everybody. He's going to tell them about the event.